You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kivalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. If it's Moitzoy Shabbos, this must be Rizcha Daraisa. I'm Aprom Kivalevich, and I'm here with Rabbi Goyen, Rabbi Yosef Gariel Bechofel. I'm not sure those of you that are listening to us tonight, Moitzoy Shabbos, or sometime early in the week, if you didn't say Vayinoyam, because we know that uh, we don't say Vinoyam on the week that a Yontif is coming. But this is a, a secular holiday is indeed approaching, the secular holiday of Thanksgiving. And Rabbi Yosef, I will say, as far as Thanksgiving goes, especially for us American boys, Kvardoshu Berabim, in this area, the halachas of should we celebrate Thanksgiving? Is it proper halachically? I think Rav Meish's first tshuva was back in 1953, and uh, there have been a number of uh, scholarly and maybe not so scholarly articles that have been written in this point. I'm, uh, I'll mention the one by Rabbi Michael J. Broyd, who I think does a very good job uh, in his analysis about Rav Meish's opinion, and he went and asked Rav Meish's Talmidim. Um, uh, Rav Herschel Schechter, of course, has attested to Rav Soloveitchik, uh, so there has been a lot of discussion about whether you considered halachically on the right side of the fence if you get together and have a big Thanksgiving meal and invite family and eat turkey specifically. Um, there were some who understood Rav Meisha to mean that as long as one every couple of years you skip eating the turkey, you're going to be all right. But basically there has been, at least from where I come from, uh, an, uh, a very positive a sense of celebration, of taking the day off, getting together, having the turkey, and praising the United States. So before we get to, to, tonight to the specific circumstances of this year coming off the last nine months, I'm going to ask you, Rabbi Yosef, uh, and what's your uh, take on the Thanksgiving celebrations? And tell us, please, what you and the Holy Rebbitson do on Thanksgiving. Oh, certainly on our own, we do not celebrate Thanksgiving. Um, as you know, uh, as our listeners probably aware, Rob Futner was very uh, opposed to Thanksgiving. He felt that any any celebration, which is, unlike Ramosha, any celebration which is not um, based in Torah is the Svach And uh, I don't know if I specifically um, came to a logical conclusion that way. I don't think it's also necessarily, but I certainly did not... Uh, we certainly not celebrate on our own. Can you, well, before, before you go on, are you, you're not going to compare Rav Hutner as a Paisik or as a Machriot. Rav Yashabir will put on the sidelines because his uh, Mahalach and Psak was definitely um, an interesting Rav one. Rav Yashabir, I'm saying Rav Yashabir. Does he have Psak about Thanksgiving? Well, Herschel Schechter has brought, has, has made him a sort of a post on Thanksgiving, yes, uh, and, and, and many about what about how he was knowing in Thanksgiving. But you're right, he didn't necessarily respond. But let's put Rav Yashabir on the side. And you're not going to compare uh, Rav Moshe to Rav Hutner here. I mean, um, in terms of who are you following, Rav Moshe or Rav Hutner, or, or Can you do that? I mean, Rav Hutner is definitely a big, you know, this is more a machshav. No, I wouldn't know. Even... If somebody else asked me to pass it for them, I would say it's Mutter. I would say it's Mutter. And that's what I was about to say. I have participated in Thanksgiving uh, gatherings where, for, with the larger family uh, because of the family get-together aspect to it. But uh, in and of itself, I would not myself have uh, 
have celebrated Thanksgiving per se. Uh, but you, uh, you didn't have thank for your kids uh, throughout. Now you're somewhat of an empty nester. But when you were raising your wonderful family on the fourth Thursday in November, you didn't uh, have people coming to your house and everybody would sit down in the afternoon and have Thanksgiving. That, that didn't happen in the Bechofer home? That did not happen, yes. It happened in West Hempstead, though, right? No, not that I recall. No? No. It didn't happen. So in other words, this this wasn't part of your youth either. No. So what did you do? You just watch cartoons on Thursday? What did you do? No, with that? I don't remember. It was that, I obviously made no Roshim on me. Wow. Yeah. You've always said that you had this big American, uh, uh, American. you're just like an American, typical yeah. American boy. No, that was, that was in school. Listen, my well, both my parents were from overseas, right? My father was from Germany and my mother from Switzerland. Uh, I don't think either of them necessarily grew up with Thanksgiving themselves. Well, neither did my parents, but they they loved yeah, Thanksgiving. <laughs> no, not because they were in Memphis, because they were mocker to the United States. They thought it was they thought it was this was a great way of joining the American spirit. They were European immigrants that were almost annihilated. Well, I have no uh, recollection of that being the case uh, in my family. Uh, of course, I don't think it was Bishita. Just there was not uh, any special observance, as far as I can recall. Uh-huh. Um, I, having said that, I, again, I don't think Thanksgiving is a bad thing. I think it's a good thing uh, for Americans to actually have the holiday of Thanksgiving. I think uh, America needs more uh, common holidays, which are not which transcend religion. It's a good thing, not a bad thing. But uh, then, the, the, yeah. Just like uh, other holidays, say, like, uh, say, uh, uh, Memorial Day or uh, these days have have kind of fallen by the wayside and not really celebrated by most Americans the way they're supposed to. um, We would say Memorial Day, July 4th. I mean, the ones that are Veterans Day, unfortunately, sort of like became a little bit squashed. Um, but But if people would celebrate Veterans Day, Memorial Day, July 4th and Thanksgiving, those were the days that Hagayin Rav Yosef Kapriel in the Big Day Sheish Addendum Psalkim Mipi Ashmua would say uh, those holidays are fine for people to hold and to even have a special techas, even that. Yes. So even after, even, even to have a special techas, if the techas is turkey, whatever it is, to have it. Well, yes, I, I don't think it's. I don't think it's. They, they say that the Gura Convention, once upon a time, used to be every Thanksgiving. I assume this year they're not doing it because of COVID. It used to be the I'm, I'm getting emails about it, so I think they are having something. But they are having something. I, I don't know. I don't open my Aguda emails. I'm, I'm worried that with all the negativity we've heaped on the Aguda, you never yeah. know. It might be some sort of cyber bomb. More privileged than I am because I don't get these uh, Aguda emails. I see. They've already, you're already blackballed by them already, Vice Lords. Right, so. You know, when when you when you make uh, when you create Facebook uh, groups with names like Orthodox Jews against um, racism, you know, maybe uh, you already earned the Aguda's ire. But I'll call upon him. Right, yeah. I just look it up. You're right. There is such a thing, but it's a Zoom convention, I think. Right. Oh, now you're looking it up. You see, thank yeah. God. I Yosef Gavriel knows how to multitask. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the point is, yeah, they are having okay, a convention. So, so what were you saying? So at their Gouda convention, historically, they had? This is cool, you know. See, see how far we've come. The first picture you get when you turn in, tune into the Gouda convention is Rabbi Yitzhi Lichtenstein. Isn't that beautiful? Rabbi Yitzhi Lichtenstein of Aaron's son, you mean. 
<laughs> yeah. Iron son. Look, it was you know, he his beard makes up for his his father's lack of one, you know. His father famously did not have a beard and he looks like a regular yeshivish uh, man, right? Yeah. He looks no. And he and he doesn't talk with the king's English either. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. The truth is, Rav Aaron was was Wilkinson was very difficult to understand. I've heard uh, recordings of him. Um, I never learned in the Gush, and I never had the skills to really meet him personally. But I have heard recordings of him speaking. It was not very exciting. Not exciting. It was hard to understand him sometimes. Yeah. But Yitzi, when I've heard him speak, um, you know, um, he's a lot different than Moshe Lichtenstein, isn't he? Yeah, very different. <laughs> but, uh, the point, I wonder if most people know who his father was. No, it was uh, anyway. I'll call upon him. So he has it made. So when years ago they used to have turkey at the Thursday night dinner at the Gooda convention. Yeah, no. And then some at some point somebody complained, so he switched to roast beef. Uh-huh. Um, I, so, I, I once heard people, a good friend of mine that I debated on this issue said that he, what he does is, since the turkeys are so cheap and you get them, he makes an Arab Shabbos turkey that they have it for Shah Friday, that it's the Friday I night meal. Uh, since, we're, since we're married, I bought a few times, not recently, turkey and we had it for Shabbos. Uh-huh. So why did you buy it? Because it was cheap? You bought it because you were getting it cheap on, or it because, on there, What? Yeah, it's on sale. It's on sale. It wasn't because there was a nitzitz of Thanksgiving. Uh, in your Thursday home. night. Thursday night is Gabriel Pizza Night in the Beckoffer house. I see. Uh, I see. Uh, I see those. Watch for that. Watch out for those carbs, though. Okay. No, 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 sorry, I stopped. I stopped. I stopped. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, you know. but anyway, what, uh, this is an important uh, point to make, which is that you know the uh, America. One of the reasons America is falling apart as a country is because the entire uh, the, and this is I'll come out sounding sounding like a a riotous Republican in this, but that's okay. Uh, one of the reasons is because we no longer have this unifying concept of being a nation which are na- with a national religious destiny, which was given a special mission by God on earth to represent what a um, God-fearing society or a society which had a mission and a purpose represents. And uh, that, that, that lack of what was called Judeo-Christian ideal or a set of ideals is under is one of the reasons why the today's society is so so divided and so full of strife. America, the founding fathers would not have been able to imagine uh, a, a, a American society where religion was not the foundation of the society, which the Constitution was then meant to regulate. Man, when you take away the religion as the basis for the Constitution, the Constitution falls apart. It doesn't do you any good. It's just a dry set of random laws. Well, this is definitely true. And anyone who's a, stud, who's a student of American history realizes that the period in which America was founded, despite the fact that the founders, many of them were deists, but the basic mentality of the average American was one that believed in a creator, rights before God, and the idea of a religion wasn't the belief in God. It was it was acting in a specific way, taking the communion, uh, eating the wafer, uh, or eating matzah, whatever it was. The idea of belief in God wasn't religion. Religion meant certain bonds that forced you to act in a certain way, to work on a Saturday or work on a Sunday. And that's uh, but the idea of complete denial of God as a as a power especially a, a providential power, wasn't, they didn't even uh, perceive that to be possible. 
Um, and I think, uh, you know, we've talked in the last couple of weeks about who's, who we've lost. And, of course, this was uh, one of the great themes of Rabbi Jonathan Sachs, to try to argue, uh, not as a conservative, but argue uh, very strongly for a return to the religious principles. And we mentioned the, the Rav. Let's talk about his, um, his grand-nephew, Mayor Salvechik, I think has been pushing this ideal uh, as well. And I think quite eloquently, we have to give him a pat on the back for many of the statements he's made about a call for America to return to this type of idea. And I think this is really interesting, according to Halacha, because Rav Moshe and the Rav clearly held, although the people who, Washington or any of the George Washington or any of the proclamations that pushed for Thanksgiving, even before it became a national holiday, all invoked God. And when they meant God, they definitely meant God and Jesus. That was their idea of God. But still, they didn't consider it at, the, at, their, at their core a religious uh, being madame themselves uh, to doing doing something that's a, a Christian act. Uh, it was considered Haidat um, Akadosh Baruch Hu. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. I'm going to read a, a few lines from the official proclamation, Abraham Lincoln's proclamation, in October third, eighteen sixty-three. Just the first few lines. The last few months. Go ahead. The year that's drawing towards its close has been filled with the blessings of fruitful fields and healthful skies. These bounties, which are so constantly enjoyed that we are prone to forget the source in which they come, others have been added, which are of so, so extraordinary nature that they cannot fail to penetrate and soften even the heart, which is habitually insensible to the ever-watchful providence of Almighty God. And then he goes on to, to, to talk, about, talk about the success in the Civil War. And he says, no human counsel hath devised, nor any mortal hand worked out these great things. They are the gracious gifts of the Most High God, while giving us an anger for our sins, hath nevertheless remembered mercy. And then he goes on again and says more about the, this day of Thanksgiving and praise to our beneficent Father who dwelleth in heavens. And recommend to them that while offering up the ascriptions justly due to him, such single deliverances and blessings, they do also with humble penitence for national perverseness and disobedience. The man who is the care of those who have become widows, orphans, mourners, or suffers the lamentable civil strife in which we are unavoidably engaged and fervently implore the interposition, interposition good word, of the almighty hand to heal the wounds of the nation and restore it as soon as may be consistent with divine purpose, with the divine purposes, to the full enjoyment of peace, harmony, tranquility, and union. If uh, uh, it was actually signed by the uh, president and William Seward, the secretary of state, if a president made a proclamation like this today, he would be lynched. This well, is, this, uh, this, first of all, it doesn't mention Jesus, right? It says Almighty Father. Right. Already then there was some sensitivity, evidently, for the Jews who lived in America. But uh, this is, uh, uh, or perhaps the deus. But in any event, this is a, um, a proclamation which any Jew should subscribe to. Any Jew should feel that it's appropriate, and any Jew would endorse. Unfortunately, that's not what Thanksgiving is today. You know, uh, that is a great source. In fact, uh, if, if, if you just uh, if you give, if you uh, indulge me for a minute here, Rabbi, um, this year that's drawing towards the close, we uh, one of the things I wanted to discuss with you, of course, was the ability to have Thanksgiving and to feel that sense of connectedness to that almighty creator 
after what we've been through. And and here, as terrible as 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 this has been, um, especially with this unseen but we know deadly enemy, the the COVID nineteen virus, we can't compare what it was like to live during the Civil War uh, in the United States, especially. Well, I, I was thinking the other day, I, I teach the Holocaust, so uh, I was thinking of the. Forget about the Holocaust victims. Right? That's obviously that's beyond our capacity even to understand. But imagine the people who lived in London during the Blitz, day in, day out. They had to go down every night to sleep in the subway tubes. You know? Right. <laughs> that's right. We we are definitely softened, and we believe we we are having it tough. It's it is. You're right. It's it, it means something to hear about the power of perseverance, England especially, look, they, they definitely come, came through World War II uh, as the stalwarts, the only ones who really stood consistently against the, 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 the Nazis and, and, and the Soviets at some point. And then you know, they were definitely, and you can, you can understand um, what that empire was. In other words, it was probably the last days of the British Empire, but I think they, they shone with an incredible nobility. But getting back to Lincoln, another incredibly noble person, um, I mean, think about it. Uh, you know, when I was thinking, are, are, are people going to be thankful? Yes, there are still fruitful fields. There's still healthful skies. Um, the uh, and, and yes, there has been the providence of God. He talks about the Civil War, which of course meant uh, uh, what was it about? The amount of people that died in the Civil War was about what four or five million or something. I think. Incredible amount. What? Gettysburg was the bloodiest day in. in uh, right. I, I'm probably understating the amount of people who died in the Civil War and the ones who came back wounded and and shell shocked and um and yet he says that there hasn't been we haven't been at war and it, this year that's true as well. <laughs> Whatever you know, Trump saber rattling against China and and Iran, um, we have not been uh, at war. There has not been a war with other nations. Um, there is a general sense of harmony in the world, um, which I think, and again, is something to be mowed and be, and be mowed to the Rabona Shalom for. Um, the, uh, you know, and he writes, you know, again, I thank you for this uh, proclamation. Needful diversions of wealth and of strength from the fields of peaceful industry have not arrested the plow, the shuttle, or the ship. So even though we definitely have, there's so much money has been spent here in this year, 2020, um, uh, to uh, to help people, to uh, to provide um, uh, the needed tax breaks and everything else, we still have had fruit, vegetables, wheat, uh, everything has been growing, um, and there has been uh, 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 industry, although again, maybe not as much as people have expected, but there definitely has been that continuance, which he calls the long, uh, the large increase of freedom. Um, so I think that for those that are going to think about this year and saying, you know, God, I'm mad at you this year <laughs> uh, because it was such a terrible year and the people that, that Nebuchadnezzar, I think we have to read Lincoln's proclamation. And maybe get a shtickle of chizik from that. Uh, let me tell you about one thing that you know. I once debated a, a pretty smart fellow um, about this topic, and we uh, so quite a number of years ago. And one of the things that I felt, and I'm going to get your opinion on this, 
a Thanksgiving was uh, something that was uh, important to do, was that especially when we have from Jews like ourselves, um, and maybe much firmer than me, but even from Jews generally. Uh, and then they have relatives and friends that aren't as religious. And you want to get them together in a convivial atmosphere. You want them to be able to sit down and eat a meal. Um, you want to be able to, to, to connect and relate and to enjoy each other's company and for them to, uh, to realize that you aren't the boogeyman, that, that you can be friends and you can somehow subtly start to influence people to, to live a more religious and better life and in general to spread Das Hashem. So I always thought that Thanksgiving was a great way to do that. I think that the Leil Seder, which is what most people would say is the time to invite people, um, many of the people coming feel that you know, they're, they're completely, the playing field is not level at all. When they come to the Seder, they're not sure what to do, they're not sure how to handle, they're not sure how to read the Hebrew text, they're not sure what to say. They feel that the host is being somewhat condescending uh, and especially with the way people have, you know, they, they, they're from kids are reading all their little Torah pieces and the, the, the people who isn't so, the, the ones that aren't so religious sit at the end of the table, looking at their watch, hoping to get home. Whereas a Thanksgiving dinner, you are able, I think, to reach out to people, to invite them and, and to not have as uh, the, the recipe of what's going on, you know, the, 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 the menu does not include a Torah speech. It doesn't include, uh, it, it, can be, it can be vague and all-encompassing and helpful to everyone there. So that's why I thought Thanksgiving was a great bracha, other than the fact that it makes people like you and me, it gives us a day off from jobs that we hate and allow us to, uh, to take a day off from that, but it also allows us to be able to, 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 to connect. And that is something which is a tremendous bracha. Uh, again, Oma, it, 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 the people can drive. There's not a problem. Uh, I think this year, because of the CDC's uh, advice and most people's advice, people aren't going to be doing that. So that's where I see this Thanksgiving being a sad one. I don't think people are going to have the chance to to be able to connect to their friends, their brothers, their cousins as people. And that, that is, 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 I think, the sad thing about this Thanksgiving. I want to get your thoughts on that. What do you think? Well, I, I understand that my wife's family, they're trying to convene a Zoom Thanksgiving. So as to have a, which would be ironic somewhat, because I think more people actually get to be able to get there on a Zoom, able to get together in person. In person. But um, I think that uh, if, <laughs> for hero purposes, if there was a Takana to read Lincoln's proclamation, at the Seder table on Thanksgiving, it would be incredible. Just uh, that. Yeah, that, right. <clears throat> and oh, as you said before, I think it was a very cogent uh, remark that uh, this, such a such a proclamation can be very, very uh, appropriate for the midst of a COVID pandemic. And uh, if Thanksgiving was to be celebrated that way, instead of watching football, America would be in a better place. Are they having football games this year? It's like it's must okay, be so I need I, I need to uh, push back. As you know, Rabbi Yosef, um, when we were Chavrusas many many years ago, and uh, my favorite team, the, the Green Bay Packers, uh, won the Super Bowl, we were sitting there learning, and I told you. Wait a minute! Under- wait a minute! Wait a minute! You chose the Green Bay Packers because they were a winning team, right? Not because you had anything to do with Green Bay. Okay. Well, okay. I I chose the Green Bay Packers. I'm a Tunis fan. <laughs> uh, okay. 
Well, when I was six years old, okay, I will tell the story. When I was six years old uh, in Hanukkah, 1966, my parents, who appreciate Thanksgiving and love the holiday, uh, and my father grew up as a Ben Bais by the Sokol of a Rebbe and learned by Teres Chaim, uh, by uh, Rav Herschel Glixman, uh, Herschel Glixen, uh, the Rav Chaim's son-in-law. And um, so he was as European and Yiddish thinking and speaking and learning as possible. But he loved this day, uh, and he felt it was important. So anyway, just want to put that on the, like I said. That's a Green Green Bay fan. I'm going to tell you. So anyway, for years, we watched television um, on the small little screen. Uh, What it was, was uh, you opened up a big cabinet, and in the depth of the cabinet was a small little thing the size of, uh, a size of this Chevelle's uh, Ramban that I'm holding here from the original. That's, that's as big as the screen was. And we would sit there in front of it. Now, what it, every day, we, every Shabbos, we walked by the Sears Roebuck. And uh, over there, uh, we would go to play on the swing sets in the Sears Roebuck on Shabbos because you know, that was their only swing set that we had. And my father would always we take my father would not go on the set, but he would always say, you know, that's a good store, especially in the basement, because in the basement that's where you would get the uh, the deals. So one uh, Hanukkah, he decided to go into the basement of the Sears and order the two years the old, I guess it was the old uh, edition of the Zenith black and white television. And that was a, um, a, it took, I remember it took, he ordered it. It took four people to bring it into the house. And it, it, it had at that time, I guess, I guess 15 inches or 14 inches in the middle. On one side was a record player. On the other side was an AM FM radio. He had the same console. What? We had the same console. Oh, you had the same one? Yeah. It's huge. Yes. And, yes. and, and, and I remember. On the right side. And I guess the radio was on the left. There was television in the middle. Right. Yeah. yeah, you see? You see how we became friends. So that is, that it was, it was black and white, though. Black because and white. It was black and white. And it was Zenith. Yeah. And the whole neighborhood exploded. The Kivalevich has got a television. They got a television. And all of a sudden, Rabbi Freyam Greenblatt, uh, who uh, has also written a tshuva about Thanksgiving, uh, according to, uh, and, and being matered, his son came over, Rav Menachem, who was now the Rav in St. Louis, um, and others, people all came from the neighborhood, and we were going to plug the television in. And what was that night? It was the night of the NFL championship game between Dallas and Green Bay, 1966, and I was six years old, and it was the biggest thing I've ever seen. Everybody, first of all, the TV came into the house. Secondly, everybody's coming over, and we're watching football, which I had never really seen before. And I remember them telling me, oh, this is the Green Bay Packers. This is the Green Bay Packers. This is, they are the best team. They're great. And they, they actually, uh, Dallas was driving till the end of the game. And then Green Bay intercepted. And that was how they sealed the deal and went on to the first Super Bowl. I was hooked. First of all, I had, my first involvement in television was a football game. And it was also the Green Bay Packers. And it stuck with me. So, they became my team, even through the many, many years where they could hardly win a game um, and they were playing ugly and terrible. I kept up with the Green Bay Packers. 
And therefore, um, to me, it meant something. So when I was learning with you, when they won their championship, um, when they won the, the Super Bowl, uh, the, uh, against, I think it was the, um, it was actually against the Patriots, I believe, um, the, uh, the, who later became the great, great team, of course, uh, with Tom Brady and Belichick. But when the Packers won, I told you, Rabbi Yosef, I said, I'm wearing my Packers shirt underneath. <laughs> so I, you might remember. So yes. I, I, I wore, I, although I had my white sh- uh, shirt and tie underneath. So I have to push back a little bit on football. You're right. Football um, is not, again, I don't know if there's any purpose for it anymore. Maybe in the world of COVID where people are dying, we don't need to see people bang their heads. But I don't think it's that terrible uh, that you could watch the game along with your friend who's maybe not religious, someone who you could be a buddy with, and enjoy. Get, no one's saying that you have to. I, I, I really I, I want to throw up when I see people who say, oh, football, oh, I can't watch it. Oh, what's, what's this? What, what is it? I, I really, I'm not into football. Look, you know that America at least used to be totally into football. For this day, when your friend, when the people come over, I, I, forget about watching the cheerleaders but the, or, or the commercials, but the game itself I don't see as, as a terrible thing to, to sit there and watch and at least engage in for that day and say, yeah, okay, who's winning? Are, are the Lions winning? What's going on? I don't think that's a terrible thing. I think it's a positive thing. I don't think, it, it, put it this way, you're not talking, you're not going to be doing something with the person in a way that threatens their uh, identity as a human. You're not being condescending. Okay, you watch the game. That's part of it. I don't see that as something negative. It's something powerful. Although, again, you might want you might disagree on that, but uh, go yeah, ahead and disagree. Uh, this is not, this is risk of the rice, So go ahead and we disagree. Should save, we should save sports for a different program. Okay, but anyway, but I guess the point though is is that these are all powerful things that that the event of Thanksgiving can engender. And it's great for families, especially if there's a distance between them religiously, to have a, a level playing field like Thanksgiving allows. And if it's all under that umbrella of thanking God for this country that we all have benefited from, you know, I, I think that's that's a problem. I think that's great. Unfortunately, this year, because of, as I to repeat myself, I'm not sure. I don't think, you know, your wife Zoom, um, Thanksgiving family Zoom and others, I don't think it's going to capture it. I don't think it's going to have that. It's not going to. Uh, uh, it's not going to embed into the memories of all the people there, the type of positive feelings that 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 Thanksgiving I think it was meant to do. And um, it's a chaval, but hopefully things will get better. So that's about it, I think, for for this week, my friends. Enjoy uh, whatever type of Thanksgiving celebration you're going to have. Enjoy the day off. Um, You've got Rabbi yeah. Bechaber's. She does Rabbi Kivalevich, enjoy the football. Okay, I, parenthetically, football during COVID, I, I'm sort of, I don't know if it really means anything anymore um, because I don't know if the people are in the stands, but yeah, enjoy the football too. I will say yes. Enjoy the football. Enjoy the turkey, the psak of both of us. Don't worry about it. Don't think that it's Chukas Hagoyim, especially if it's done really under that. You have to be Mahadar and have cranberry sauce. Uh-huh. That's uh, yes, or and I guess to also have um, as a pumpkin pie or a cherry apple pie as a pumpkin pie. I think it is. Yes, some American type pie. Yes, some sort of. All right, be well, enjoy it. We'll see you, Mitzvah Shem, on the other side. Take care.
Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.